Hollywood Hoop Dreams aren't only made from magic, they also come in the form of original podcasts from the Hoop Ball Network. So if you're the Lakers zooming out, are you tempted to bring back DeMarcus Cousins in the playoffs? And do you disrupt the dynamic at that point if he's healthy enough to play? Join Ethan, JC, and the thriving Lakers community around the world to talk about all things Lakers. The Lakers this season has come to expect of this team is consistent winning. That is something we have not been able to say since I've seen Andrew Bynum in a Lakers uniform. The show is available everywhere Paul are found and you can follow the show on twitter at hoopball lakers the following is a hoop bowl presentation what's up grizz nation welcome back to the show this is your host david williams along with it's about time the sam brewski welcome back guys how you doing I'm good. I know. I'm great. I'm asking them, not oh, you. Oh, I don't think they're going to answer you, man. Yeah, they're not. May- maybe they will. Maybe. I don't know. Y'all should. Sam, it's good to have you back, man. It's it been feels forever. great to be. It has It has been forever. It's been about two months. Yeah. We uh, just scheduling and everything. Sam is uh, a business owner. Kind of, sort of, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he has been super busy with that. So getting the logistics worked out so we can both be on here at the same time has been kind of nuts. Glad to have him back. It felt weird doing Mm. it without you, man. So here we go. We are going to jump right in. You all, if you listened to the last episode, I had Lyle on, and we were talking about the bubble a little bit, and we were talking about the Grizzlies schedule. Gave you a little bit of prediction about what I thought. Sam has not been on. I have not. Since the schedule has been released and since Mm -hmm. the teams have reported to the bubble. So we're going to start off today talking with Sam about what he thinks the Grizzlies are going to do in this eight-game schedule. Mm. And then we'll go from there. We're going to talk about all the, like, the, there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about, and sure. we're going to just uh, cover a bunch of stuff. So, Sam, take it away, man. The eight-game schedule. The Grizzlies got, I'll run it down for you. They play the Blazers first on the 31st of this month. They go Blazers, Spurs, Pelicans, Jazz, Thunder, Raptors, Celtics, and they finish with the Bucks. Ooh, that's it's pretty rough. That's a man. scary one. The last three games that they play, that that's a, a terrifying, tough time. terrifying is what yeah, that is. If you are in a need to win situation against those three teams, that's going to be tough. That, that, that's exactly watch. It's going to come down to that last game, oh, and then it's going to be. Yeah. May, yeah, maybe the Bucks will be like just in cruise control, and Giannis plays the first quarter and sets out. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they'll all be late to the game and have to sit out and then just the bench will play and then they've got a shot, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's never happening. No chance. <laughs> this is so something that's super interesting to me about like, what is going to like, how is this going to play out? It's unlike anything else that we've ever seen as far as an NBA season, the coronavirus and the bubble and everything that they're doing here. How is this going to play out? I want to see who, it. Who's going to play? Who's not going to play? Are these eight tune-up games enough time for you to be taking time off in the last mm. games? Or do you want to be sharpening your skills? Because, you know, th- during this time off was kind of like an off-season. And generally, yeah. you have a preseason, and that's a build-up. That's a warm-up to get yourself into basketball shape. And here we go. You got eight games, and then you're going straight into the playoffs. So mm. I, d- I don't know who's resting. There's a lot of speculation. But anyway... I digress. Sam, schedule, first game, what are they doing? They, they're they playing the Portland Trailblazers, and I do believe they can win that. I do. I believe they can win that one. 
I just, uh, yeah, as long as Nurkic doesn't play. Well, no, because he's been out so long. You know, it doesn't matter. It he, doesn't matter. He's playing. Yeah, he's playing. He's but, playing. you know, he probably won't be starting, though, and he hasn't played in like six years, so well, not that long, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Still is, like you, man. You're a beast, but. He is coming back from a, a pretty significant yes. injury. Um, but, you know, Whiteside has filled in very well for him. Yes. He had a great season. I was glad he had it. Finally, he got back on track because the year before he did not do very well, so. So, I, but before we go into the individual, you kind of you talked yeah. about that one. But before we go further into the individual breakdown of the games, what do you think Grizzlies' record in these eight games? What do you? What's your projection? What are they doing? Five and three. Five and three. All right. So now we go to the breakdown, and they're one and zero. They're beating the Trailblazers. Yep. Done. All right. Spurs. Uh, they can beat them too. They can, and the Spurs are without LaMarcus Aldridge. I said that a little bit last time. I won't dig too far into that, but he opted and, to have the surgery. Yep, and so, they don't have uh, Tim Duncan either. He won't be assistant coaching either. That's what they said. He's not going to be there? Nope, mm-hmm. he's going to be back with LaMarcus Aldridge in his rehab. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, coaches can definitely make a difference, but I think that you know the guys that you're going to have on the floor are going to make a bigger difference, so... Missing LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be a big hole in that San Antonio lineup. Mm-hmm. The next game is probably, not even probably, it is the most hype game on the schedule. Of these eight games, this game right here, I have more interest in this game than any of the other eight games on the schedule, and it's Same. the Pelicans. Yep. Same. And so we're, we're Grizzlies are 2-0. and they beat the Trailblazers. They beat the Spurs. They're going in August 3rd, playing the Pelicans. I just realized that's a back-to-back game. So, I'm, st- I'm still sticking with it. They're going to win that. It is it is back-to-back, but back-to-backs, it's almost like a back-to-back home game, right? Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. travel. You don't, you know, and th- that is going to be, that's the one thing that is different. Yep. It's not a home game, but you're not traveling like it's a road game either. So the wear and tear of le- leaving the forum, the jet jumping on a jet, that. flying, you know, mm-hmm. 1,200 miles, getting off the jet, going in at 3 o'clock in the morning, going to bed, getting up at 9 and doing it all over again. You're not having that. That that's um. There's so many variables whenever it comes to all of this, everything that they're doing here. But I'm ready for it to come back. All right, so Sam has got them 3-0 going into the Jazz game on August 5th, Sam. That's a dub. No, Did you know that uh, Bogdanovich is not playing? Did you know he's setting out? No, I didn't. Yeah. No I, Bog... Boshan. I was Bo- not yeah, aware. It's Boshan. Bogdanovich, yeah. Lyle pointed that out to me on the last episode. I didn't know that. And I was like, man, I don't remember seeing that. And I, you know, I haven't been, seen that. But yeah, he is... Uh, I, I went... Went and looked it up after he said that, and he did. He opted out. He's not playing. So I think he. Um, I don't remember the reasoning. I looked up the reasoning. I apologize. I'm a bum. It's just an easy. It's just an easy dub. That's what it is. That's the reason. <laughs> it just an easy dub. You get rid of him. That's the guy that scores 39 points and no nothing else. So yeah, he's uh, he's not a Grizzlies player. I don't care why he's setting out. We're good. No, Moving we're in. setting. All it's, right. So good. Sam has the Grizzlies coming out firing on all cylinders, starting off four and zero. Going into the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, mm, CP3. Yeah, that's a tough. I'm gonna say they're gonna win that too. I'm, they're going five and zero in this thing, man. Five and Sam has got the Grizzlies five and zero. Five and zero, man. Starting off five. I will be. I'll be tickled pink. <laughs> over the moon. Over the moon. Absolutely. Like, cannot. 
I don't know. I can't express how happy I would be if the Grizzlies do start off five and zero. I I mean, I would like for them to do that. Right? Yeah. Realistically, they could do it, but are they? I don't know. We'll see. Right. That, that man. I I've, I keep saying there's a lot of variables, and I hate to sound like a broken record, like I'm beating a dead horse. But there's so much unknown, so much unknown. Where's it going to go? What's going to happen? So I'm just we'll ready see. to see it. Man. I, I'm kind of excited lying. just to see the floor. It's at Disney. You know, they may even have some Disney characters out there, man. On the floor? And Mickey Ma- I'm just playing. I'm just yeah, messing. I don't think they're going to have any. Actors. They're not. We'll I, that'd be cool, though. Uh, <laughs> That's my favorite place in the world. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce away from the schedule for just a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a small story, and then we'll go back to the last three games of the schedule. I was going grocery shopping yesterday. I have a grit and grind mask that I wear. You know, when I go out, I have a new baby. You can be for or against mask. I don't care where you are either way. It's fine. I'm I'm protecting my child. And so I'm wearing a mask when I'm going grocery shopping. If I'm going to Lowe's, if I'm going anywhere, I'm wearing a mask. So I've got a grit and grind mask. Pull up to Walmart get out of the truck, start walking down the aisle. There's a guy coming out of Walmart and he's got a Lakers mask on. My man. And he's like, he's like, oh, and he, he just starts hollering and he's pointing at me. And I'm like, who in the hell is this dude? Who the heck are you? <laughs> I had no idea. And my wife's like, who is that? I'm like, I have no clue. I still don't know who he is. But he's like, we're getting close. We're, and, you know, you could just feel the excitement mm. in his voice. So this is huge. Like, you don't realize how much enjoyment you get out of sports. And, and obviously in the grand scheme of things, like the, the, the bigger picture, there's other things that are more important than sports, obviously. But you don't realize how much of an effect it has on people. And just that little interaction, you know, like, and I chatted with a guy just a little bit. We, you know, we were walking. And so as we were walking toward each other, you know, he's like, oh, we're getting closer. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm like, yeah, we'll see you in the first round. Because, you know, that, that's where I'm at. The Grizzlies are making it. But, you know, just that little bit of conversation and seeing the energy that that guy, because of the excitement. And that's, I'm I'm giddy right now. I You know, we're two weeks away, getting closer every single day. I cannot wait for this to happen. But anyway, small story. The energy's huge. There, there's a lot of people that are excited and ready for this because it is going to bring back some form of "quote unquote" normal. Mm. Okay. Here we go. All New right. normal. <laughs> Sam is he has Grizzlies five zero going into the Raptors game. That's a toughie, and I'm going to say they're going to lose that one. All right. I you know I'm not going to argue re- with you. I'd really one. like them to win. I'd like them to go eight zero because then they're in the playoffs right there. Oh, and there. lock it in, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, it. That's uh, you're not catching them. No, that, that's uh, I'm completely fine if they go eight and zero. I don't expect them to I, go eight and zero. They I have don't. these last three games that they play is pretty tough. Yeah, you know, I haven't looked at every team's schedule, but I would be willing to bet you that there's almost not another schedule of the final three games being tougher than. I this. don't think there was. You know, you you have the top three teams in the East in the Celtics, Raptors, and Bucks. That's not are, fair. You know, are, well, <laughs> three not. of the top teams. I don't know where – are the Sixers ahead of – I don't know. Anyway, don't it's know. three of the top teams yeah. in the East. It's pretty – the defending champions, obviously minus Kawhi, but that's still a good team. Well, yeah. That's a the Celtics, team. I don't even have to gas the Celtics up. If you've been watching any basketball, you know about the Celtics and they're what they're okay. doing. 
And then you have arguably the best player in the game right now and the Bucks, And that team is deep as well. I don't know if they're deeper than the Grizzlies, though. That's one thing. Look, You look top to bottom at this roster. So there's more top-end talent on the Bucks. Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, Giannis, Lopez. Like, there's more top-end. Both Lopez's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More top-end talent right now. Mm-hmm. On paper for the Bucks, but seventeen-man roster. I don't know that there's a bench in this that's better than the Grizzlies. Honestly, that's there are teams that are deep, but the Grizzlies, in my opinion, they legitimately have twelve guys that you can play in that rotation, and there's not a big drop off playing any of those 12 guys. Mm -hmm. You're going to get production. You may lose this, but gain that back and forth, back and forth. The Grizzlies are deep. They're a young team, not a whole lot of experience. They've got a couple guys. They, they signed Tolliver through the rest of the year. So they have some veteran guys for leadership. They've got Valanchunas. He's obviously had playoff experience and he has been an anchor for the Grizzlies throughout the year. So there, there's guys there to kind of draw it together. But the core of this team, the the motor of this team, are the young guys. It's um, it's a great time to be a Grizzlies fan. Anyway, because I, it's a, this could be another dynasty, yeah, in my opinion, with, with the core that they have yeah. right now. If these guys continue to develop, you know, Brandon Clark, I don't think there's – Many people, maybe not anybody, that would have projected him being as good as he was this year. The 21st pick, he was, in my opinion, the surprise of the draft. And Pick of the draft. There's not, like, I'm not bad-mouthing anybody else in Mm. this draft, but for where he was drafted and how he produced, I don't know that there's anybody out there that you're going to convince me was a better pick yeah, than him. Well, the Grizzlies obviously knew something. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, pe- I remember that night we were there and we were in Memphis, not at, you know, yeah, we, not they, the Barclays Center. But, so they yeah. have, I'll break it down a little bit. They have a, uh, a draft party yeah. at the FedEx Forum for, you know, for anybody, but like season ticket holders, they have like an MVP area. Whatever. So we decided we wanted to go. Grizzlies had the second pick. We wanted to check it out. We didn't. We had never been before. Didn't know what to expect. And it was pretty cool. Some of the it players came out, and uh-huh. you know, you got to shake hands with them before all the coronavirus. I'm sure that won't happen Damn next man. year. But um, it was it was a great experience. Super great experience. And we were there. And go ahead. I'll yeah, we were there. We were there. And I remember, you know, Jaw second pick. Yeah, everybody's going nuts. Woo! All that good stuff. And then. Um, we sit there and we wait and we wait. We actually left the MVP section because you could actually see it better from the actual seats. So we actually went up there and sat. And I remember we were waiting and it got to the Oklahoma City pick and then it said that that was just traded to the Grizzlies. And then mm-hmm. they, I was like, what the hell are they doing? Like, what are you doing? I'll tell you what I thought they were doing. <laughs> so at this point in the uh, draft, and, and I'm sure that I'm on the short list whenever it comes to this, but I think me bowl, and you, bowl. Yep, me and you were thinking the same I'm like, thing. They are trading up and they're taking bowl bowl. Let's I would, go. I would have loved that. But I like Brian Clark too. But that 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 would have been dope. Yeah. So I mean, and I you know, bowl bowl didn't play a game. Nuggets. 
you know, this year. He was in the G League. Mm-hmm. That's fine. He may or may not develop into something. I didn't know that lot. I didn't know that lot. I didn't know that much about Clark whenever they drafted I him. Honestly, I never even heard of him. Yeah. I did. I didn't even know who he was. So I had a, immediately when they when they drafted him, I start typing it in, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm Google searching to to research to find out stuff about him, and, and it worked out great. That's uh, somebody in the the Grizzlies, you know, some some scout. Maybe it was Taylor Jenkins. Maybe, maybe it was a GM. Mm-hmm. Don't know who it was, but somebody saw talent in him and made made a great pick. The uh, the I remember when they drafted him. The the highlight board that was behind him when they were like, "Oh, Grizzlies picked him." Blah blah blah. You know, it's and it, I mean, all he was was dunking, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" I'm like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "I I can I can buy in on that. I'm in. Let's see what this is." And lo and behold, he rebounds well. He can score pretty decent. Comes off the bench. Good guy. Super efficient. Yep. All right. And look, we're taking off. Sam and I have not been together for a show in a while, and we're all over the place. We can't even finish Sam's predictions. Nope. We, he's got the Grizzlies right now at 5-1 and one going into game number seven against the Boston Celtics. Who you got? Uh, it's a toughie on that one, but I don't think they'll win that one either. They've already played through all these other games. They may have some issues with this one. Okay. All right. So five and two, and the final game of the eight game stretch. You already know they losing that one. It's over. <laughs> losing, losing. Unless if somebody locks Giannis in his room, that'd be the, somebody do it. If you're listening, do it. <laughs> Lock Giannis and Bledsoe and Middleton, and we got a, got a shot. I mean, if they lock Giannis in the room, I like the Grizzlies' chances. Oh, against that team without Giannis for sure. Oh. All right, so Sam, that's uh, he has the Grizzlies coming out of the gate super strong, five and zero, oh, finishing it five and three. So we're looking now at the standings, and you have let's just, okay, let's say three teams that have a legitimate shot at possibly catching the Grizzlies to force a play-in game, right? You have the Pelicans, the Blazers, and the Kings. And no, I'm not saying the Pelicans. I it just happened to come out that way. I think that the Blazers are ahead in the standings right now. They were so Blazers, Pelicans, Kings. Those are the three teams that have a shot of forcing the playing game with the Grizzlies. If you are the Grizzlies, Sam. Uh huh. And there has to be a, a obviously your first choice is no play-in game. That's right. Clearly, let go out here, run the table, eight and zero, and then screw that play-in game. We're going into the playoffs against the Lakers in the first round. If you're the Grizzlies, and there has to be a play-in game, which one of those three teams do you want to face? Blazers, Kings, Pelicans. Ooh, that's tough because the Kings are pretty much all healthy now, too. I think at mm. this point in the season that basically everybody is healthy. Yeah, that's a tough. Yeah, man. There, there's a maybe a there's a handful. You know, obviously, well, not everybody. The Lakers are not healthy. You know, they, they Avery Bradley opted out, which he had. A, I don't think there's a better reason, honestly. Yeah, you know, protecting his family. Absolutely, don't blame him for that. Nope. Um, and then Rondo had the hand injury, and it is possible for him to come back. 
They were saying front end six weeks, back end eight weeks. So that's around the first or second round, depending on how it goes. Yeah. Of the playoffs. So the Lakers are not healthy. I, I'm i not even going to mention the Brooklyn Nets because they're playing like a G League squad out there. You know, Dinwiddie, Durant. They're they're missing so much. They're missing a ton. But like in the Western Conference, outside of the Lakers, basically everybody is healthy. So again, throwing it back to you, Kings, mm. Pelicans. That's tough. Blazers. If you're the I, Grizzlies, I would say I would rather. Ooh, man, I don't know because hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to make it say even the Kings. T- I'm, I'm going to make it tougher on you. Sam. Okay. I, you tell me one to three of I would most like I would if I'm the Grizzlies and I have to face a team, I want it to be this team first, this team second, this team third. Break it down. If you're doing matchups, how do you want it to fall? I would want to play the Kings first. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. That seems that seems yeah that would be it. Because that reminds me of the guy that was talking trash. Oh, team's better than yours. You remember that guy? The Kings game. And, and then the, we end up the, smashing them. And the, the Grizzlies had a better record they at did. the time. They did. And they were getting yeah. beat by the Kings, but mm-hmm. they came back and won. So Yeah. Uh, I wish we could have found that guy on the way out and just heckled him all the way to the car. <laughs> that would have been glorious. Oh, where's your Kings at now? Oh, that's right. They lost. <laughs> um, But yeah, Kings. And then I would probably... I'd say the Trailblazers and then the Pelicans. And the only reason that is because the Pelicans be the number one, you know, the one that I wouldn't because of the kind of the rivalry thing between Ja and Zion because you could only, I mean, that's two egos <laughs> going to explode. Yeah. And those, so one thing that I'm going to say about that, like the, the overall like mainstream media is obviously pushing Zion and you get, he's getting a lot of hype. He got the 2K cover. You know, th- there's not deserving, by the way. Well, it's just me. I'm kidding, but we can. I was, talk, we can, I, was yeah. a li- I was a little shocked by that. that. But so he he's getting a. I, we'll we'll come back to that because right, you hadn't been around, we'll, and we'll I talked with this. Lyle about it because you know, say been trying to get a hold of you and trying to get this scheduled, and we've been yep. kind of missing each other. But we'll we'll come back to that. So I'm not gonna say that Zion does not deserve recognition because he is a phenomenal talent. Mm-hmm. The thing is he has, he's been in the limelight since high school. And so I won't say that he's undeserving of the 2k cover because the people that you see on the 2k cover are generally faces of the game. And as the old guard changes, Zion is probably going to be the face of the league. He's he going to be one of the guys. He's got the talent. Anyway. He does. He does have the talent. And and obviously, as a Grizzlies podcast, I don't have to tell you all that are listening that Ja is going to be one of those guys as well. Yes. He has that talent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right now, we'll, we'll call it the old guard, but it's, you know, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Giannis and Giannis is not that old, so he's kind of in the middle of he's it. That, yeah. But you know, you've got guys that are face of the league. Damian Lillard, right? And, he's and on the not cover even, too. Well, he is on the cover, and I'm, I'm. So I like Damian Lillard as a basketball player, but the more I listen to that dude whine, he is just you don't becoming, listen to that. Don't block it out. Oh, <laughs> it's it's annoying. It's it almost is. to the point like, you know. 
I have to remove my heart from drafting in fantasy basketball because when I draft with my heart, I get in trouble. Yep. Right? So if I draft with my head, I can look. If I've got the lower end of the first-round pick and Dame Lillard's still there, okay, yeah, take him. But in my heart, I'm like, this crybaby, whining mother lover, I'm not taking him. Woot, woot. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, he he just cries a ton. And, and it's oh, it, it's annoying, man. Anyway, I'm not – so – Anyway, we'll get your uh, your take on Zion in a little bit. So you got your three that you want to face. You would face the Kings first. That would be the easiest one, in my opinion, yes. Kings, Blazers, Blazers Pelicans. and then the Pelicans. And mine would be different only slightly. Okay. Um, I, I agree with you with the Kings. The Grizzlies match up well against the Kings. Mm-hmm. That's you know you've got uh, you have De'Aaron Fox, John Moran. Both of them are great young point guards. Then shooting guard, you got DB and Buddy Hield. Buddy Hield has the edge there. I like Dylan's defense, though. Yeah. I do like the Buddy can score, but, Buddy is better on the offensive end, but it's not even close defensively. No. The gap that you have in offense between those two, you got that same gap on the defensive end. In 2K, basically, you've got a 97 and an 87 when it comes to something like that. That's yeah. not a day difference. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, you're, you're flip-flopping yep. from offense to defense mm-hmm. on those two guys. So the overall matchup of the Grizzlies versus the Kings – and I don't like. I'm not the biggest. I'll say this: when Luke Walton took this job, like when he was fired, when he got this job, I feel like he kind of got the raw end of the deal. Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of his now. Watching the more because I watched a lot of Kings games because West Coast, and you know they come on late. That's the the late night. NBA, you know, the the league pass. So I watch a lot of Kings game. Well, I, and then I see I do how he does and I'm like, I don't know why I even like this dude. But coach wise, if I'm Taylor Jenkins, yeah, that's that's it. That's, that's I want I want, you know, he he does have postseason experience. Warriors, you know, he was there when they won the championship. Mm-hmm. So he does have that, but he was not the head guy there. I'm least intimidated coach-wise by Luke Walton. On the floor, the Kings and the Grizzlies match up well. I, there, there's some advantages both ways, but overall I like the Grizzlies, and I think the Grizzlies bench is – I told you I think they have the best bench there. And between the Grizzlies and the Kings, I don't think it's close, honestly. No. I think the Grizzlies bench – is significantly better. You, you've got some guys coming off of that bench for Sacramento that are good. That may even be better than some of the guys coming off of the bench for the Grizzlies. But overall, top to bottom, I think the Grizzlies roster is just stronger. I don't know if they have anybody coming off that's better than the Grizzlies bench, though. Well, maybe. Is it Bogdanovich comes yeah, off of their bench. I, I just thought of that. That's that. He just popped in my head when you, you know, right before you said that. That's after, the only one. Yeah, really. And that's why, you know, it, it's – you know, Jabari Parker is in Sacramento. Nah. <laughs> you don't love him, Sam? Nope. Okay. All right. I tell you what, so he I, was supposed to be, you know, the next big thing and what what, what happened. <laughs> yeah. I, what I happened? agree with you on on that one on the Kings. Mm-hmm. And then the second matchup for me, mm-hmm. I, I take the, the Pelicans. Uh, the, the Pelicans. Yeah. 
it's a tougher matchup. Mm-hmm. And as I talked a little bit about this with Lyle and the fact that if the, you know, when the Pelicans were having problems with injuries, you know, they had, you know, favors was out. They were, and they were running a small lineup. Mm-hmm. They played the Grizzlies and they ran a small lineup with Nico Melli at the five. They tore him. They, oh and my God. Like, we watched that. Well, we, as a matter of fact, we watched that at your house. I remember that, it that, was awful. Yeah. Like, Dude had the, 57 million points in the first quarter. Y'all, if y'all missed it, you're crazy. Yeah. It's a <laughs> it was world nuts. record. Yeah. Insane. World, it, it was, he did it in like the first seven seconds. It's nuts. <laughs> but. They were running that small lineup, and the Grizzlies didn't have an answer for it. Nope. They didn't. You know, JV was out on the floor, and I love him. If you've listened to this show at all, you know how we feel about JV. He's okay. But I thought, I'm like, man, they don't have a big yeah. that's going to hold him, mm-hmm. give him the ball in the post, and let him eat. And I remember before that game, I'm like, Sam, he's going to drop 40 and 20 tonight. Yeah, he feed he's the beast, gonna dominate. Man. And he did not. No, he had like he, seven and like ten or something. It was, like that. It was awful. Tra- I don't even know if he had double digits and rebounds. They pulled him out away from the basket, mm-hmm. and he just did not have the footwork to nope. keep up with those guys on the perimeter, and it made him look well, awful. Melly kept making – I mean, he'd just yeah. step out, shoot the, shoot the three, and, I mean, it, it was yep. live or die, and he kept uh, living. Yeah, I – Living, uh, living, living. I remember early in the season there were a few times that I was – Pissed at the way JV yes, was playing defense. It was aggravating me too. He would that. he would lag off of the guy, like he, you know he go go to the primer. They'd set a screen and he would go under the screen every time, and then he couldn't close out. And the guy would have a wide open three. And I remember it was against the Spurs when I tweeted something about that because he went under the screen and Lamarcus Aldridge drilled a three. Yeah. The next possession, the very next possession, they come down the floor, they run a screen for Aldridge, he goes under the screen, boom, boom another three. And Wasn't I'm like, that Aldridge's like yeah, he had 57 the, million yep, too, 49 went, or whatever No, I think he, he went over 50 that night. Was it 50? Yeah. Uh, and, and I called it. I'm like, if he doesn't step up on him, if he doesn't fight through that screen and stay on him, Aldridge is going to go ham. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. So, in that that Pelicans matchup is scary because if they do run that smaller lineup, and if I'm the Pelicans, okay, That's I'm gonna pull. I'm, I'm pulling Valanciunas. Like he's an anchor. I'm pulling mm-hmm. him off the floor, and you're gonna have to have somebody faster out there. So the rebounding is closer. There, you know, it's they have to put Brandon. Yeah, you, you do. You have to. You have to play Brandon. I think you know your lineup. If the Pelicans end up going to the small lineup. You have to play – doesn't matter about the, the first three, you, but you're you're playing Jaron at the five, Brandon in there yep. because of speed. Maybe Gorgie is fast enough. He is a little more fleet of foot than yeah, JV. He is. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you do there, but that that's something that if it comes to a play-in game – the Grizzlies are most definitely going to have to figure out what they can do to combat that smaller lineup yep. if the Pelicans do indeed go there. Because if I'm Alvin Gentry and the Pelicans, we dominated you with that lineup. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to stop it or we're going to, you know, we're running it until you stop it. 
by the looks of that that game when they played, and I don't remember the exact lineups, and I don't. Jaron may have been out as well in that game. Maybe YJV oh. was out there. I can't remember, but I, I just remember watching that game, and it was. Oh, it was so painful to watch because oh, I do remember. I, I wanted to turn it off. Yeah, they did not have an answer, and that was a that was a game the Pelicans just they got up by all, like all like twenty or thirty points. I th- yeah, I think that that's the game they beat them by the biggest. I don't remember what the final score was, but they just torched them. I feel it like was, that was that week that they they lost to them, and then they lost to the Magic because of the nasty fourth quarter and. I mean, yeah. They had a week there. That might have been the same week. I don't remember. But it anyway, may have been. I know I don't, they, yeah, that, they, that had magic, a, they had a stretch there. Yeah, it was awful. Single digits in that. That was that was pretty rough. Scored, too. what, nine points in the fourth quarter or something, maybe even less than that. Yeah. But the, the team that – the last team that I would want to face in a play-in game yeah. is – Well – It that, is 100% Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers. Yep. They did not look like themselves this year. They're not a bottom of the West team. They did. They haven't been, but they played that way this year. Mm-hmm. That you know, they had, obviously they had some injuries. Nurkic being out, he's a playmaker for them. Dude's a but beast. Damian Lillard is a guy that can take over a game, and he's just like a stone cold killer, man. You know, you look at what he done to OKC last year, mm-hmm. sending them home. It was yes. He's not one that I want to face. The Pelicans team is good. The matchup is tough, but there's a lot of young guys on that team, just like the Grizzlies. Yeah, the, the Pelicans have some veteran leadership in JJ Redick. He's been in the playoffs every season of his career so far. Drew Holiday, Derek Favors. They have guys, they have anchors on that team that's going to bring the veteran leadership for them. That's but a, there's nobody on that team. roster that I think you should fear. And I think Damian Lillard is that guy. He can take over a game and close it out. If it's fourth quarter, you got to have a bucket. You Damian, get it to just, him and just he'll do get it. out of the way. He's going to shoot it from half court yeah. in your face. He he's gonna pull up, will. you know, forty feet away. Don't guard me, guard me. I don't care. Yeah. And and you know, is it a high percentage shot from there? Man, maybe not. But he's still to me. I think the Pelicans matchup is tougher. Just overall, top to bottom, Pelicans versus Grizzlies. I think that matchup is tougher. But I would fear the Trailblazers in a one game play in more than the Pelicans. Is it just a one game kind of thing too? Yeah. So if oh. if they force a play in, okay. So it's it's like I w- if yeah, they I would almost take I would almost it's a two. Mind. So they the team that catches the Grizzlies it if they catch the Grizzlies they have to beat the Grizzlies twice. Okay. So if the Grizzlies win the first game, Grizzlies are in that team's out. But if the other team beats the Grizzlies, then they play another one, and the winner of that one goes. I just that that would be like I say one game. You're taking it one game at a time, but yeah, Yeah. it is like so. If they if they force the tie, they force the play in. The play in team has to beat the eighth seed two times in order to get into the playoffs. Okay, that's fair. It's um. It's going to be interesting. These other teams have some. Uh, they have to play well. That the, you know, even for the Blazers to catch them, 
to force a play in or the Pelicans or the Kings. For any of those teams to catch them, they have to play well, and the Grizzlies have to not play well. The Grizzlies are in a good spot to maintain the eighth position and move into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If they go five and three, let's go. Like the, That's going to force the other teams. You're going to have to play perfect basketball. And so it's the, the, the Grizzlies, out of all the teams that are fighting for this spot, in my opinion, have the least amount of pressure on them. Can they falter and fall back and this just be a complete catastrophe? They go 0 and 8. Could it? Could, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it is. Why it, would you even say that? I'm just saying. No, be realistic. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> God, just, like I don't think that that's going to happen no. because the, this not. team. Just go 1 and 7 at least. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm not okay with that. But. <laughs> This team has showed a lot of resolve, and the chemistry between these guys, the chemistry was good early. They were learning how to close games, learning how to win games early in the season. They lost some games early in the season that were definitely winnable games that would have put them further ahead. It is what it is. You live and you learn. You know, you've got a bunch of – you have John Morant, a rookie, leading this team – and then Brandon Clark got a lot of playing time. DeAnthony Melton, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson's a second play, second year player. Josh Jackson after uh, he Melton. he got called up. You know, the, yeah, that's right. there's that's him. outside of JV, there was nobody else on this team that really had a lot of experience. They were all young guys, so they had to kind of learn learn as they went. And, and you watched it, if you kept up with this team at all throughout the year, you watched this team evolve into a team that could not close games early. They would come out in the first half, and they were playing with everybody in the first half. They were playing well, and then fall apart. In the second half, they would have the third, they would come out, the third quarter was kryptonite for a little bit. They fixed that, and then they had a few fourth quarters where they, you know, Sam was talking about that Magic game. Magic early. game, <laughs> and I think it was either so bad. it was seven or nine. It, it was single digits. Scored. Yeah, I do they, remember they that. They were single digits. They might have been three, quarter. and just just lost the game. It was Vooch was eaten. It was tough. It was tough to watch that. It was hard to stay positive when they were playing like that. But then you you watch them evolve and you watch Ja develop and. You know, not that I was not expecting good things from him, but he exceeded my expectations for the season. I did not expect him to be as good as he is this early. I expected him to produce, but just basketball IQ off the charts. It's it's been super, super great to watch these guys just meld together and play great over the you know, the course of the season. Now we get to find out what they got, what That's they're right. made of, and do they have what it takes. These uh, these eight games are going to be like playoffs. You have to play well. You have to do well to play move to win. on from here. And they've looked good in the videos. You know, I've been been watching a lot of the the video. Any any time that I see a video of them practicing and stuff like that, and Coach Jenkins was bragging on the new guys that you know Justice had not played with him you know after the trade he was trying to get healthy and then Jonte Porter was a new signing 
And one of the things that Coach Jenkins said was, I'm happy, and, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously. I don't know word for word. Uh, I could look it up, but I'm just going to paraphrase because it's easier. I'm happy with how well these guys are picking up. Like, they're picking up on things quickly, and that's good. 17-man roster, how deep are you going to go? How many guys is he actually going to have in this rotation? That's impressive. Early on, early on, I think you do see as they're trying to get – back in basketball shape, get their legs underneath them. It's scary, but I think early on you do see a deeper rotation. You see more guys on the floor getting playing time. But if you go back and you look at the guys that were playing prior to the break, now you add Justice Winslow, which is obviously going to be a guy that's going to see the floor and see playing time. So he's going to take it away from somebody. Grayson Allen was not healthy and he's been practicing full contact. And, you know, there was a video of him making a cut to the basket and dunking it. And he looked good. Didn't look like that hip was, was ailing him at all. Like he was explosive, jumped up two hand dunk, looked great. So those two guys on top of everybody else, what are you going to do? Like, who's going to lose time? Is anybody going to lose time? I, Coach Jenkins has implied that Justice Winslow is going to be in the rotation. Does Grayson Allen get back in the rotation? I don't know. So there's a lot to see. There's a lot to unpack for the Grizzlies. And I think maybe we will see as practices continue. You know, I said we've got a couple weeks before we go. So they're going to be pushing hard in practice, trying to get in shape. Maybe we'll get an idea after you start seeing some scrimmaging and stuff like that of what this rotation is going to look like. There's more to come. We'll see. Sam, I've got nothing else for tonight, man. Do you, do you have anything? Mm, no. No. Nope. It, hey, it was good to have you back, Oh, absolutely. It's good to be back, man. Yeah. We will uh, We will get together. We're going to do another one next week. We're going to wait for some more news. We're going to watch. They're supposed to start scrimmaging soon. So once we you see You know what some, we didn't cover? I hate to cut that? you off there. You're good. Zion on 2K. Oh, I said, yeah. I said we would go back, and I didn't. Sam didn't think that he was deserving of that. So let's go, man. We didn't. Not that he's not deserving of it. I know I said yeah. that. Okay. But I was being sarcastic. But I feel like there is some other people that deserved it as well. And I was just like, why did you put him over? And I'm not fanboying here. Well, I'd be fanboying would be Zion, I guess. But Brandon. If you listen, Brandon, fanboy, anyway. But Ja, I feel like Ja had a shot to be on that, too. I feel like he had a better season, in my opinion. He did. I mean, just overall, he did. Just cause Zion he, was extremely productive Yes, in a short sample size. And I, I sort of had this conversation. I talked with Lyle a little bit about this, but then I had this conversation. There was a, um, a big thing on, I say big, it was... Quite a few people involved in it in a conversation about Ja versus Zion. And, you know, those two guys, Ja versus Zion is kind of us, like the people on the outside making it that. Because Ja and Zion play on the same AAU team. Yes. They're friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they are. They, they're friends. friends. So, Barbecue on Sundays. Best friends. You know, like when yeah, Ja tweeted out about it, like when he made the cover and he's like, you know, South Carolina better be buying every copy or you know, <laughs> like everybody right. in South. So, and, and Zion in an interview, he's like, obviously I want to win, 
but Ja has earned it. If he wins it, it's okay. Ja has earned rookie of the year. So as a Grizzlies guy, would I have loved to have seen Ja on there? Sure. Yeah, I would. But overall, I understand why 2K put Zion on there because of it's about marketability, man. It like is. Like marketability. He, not that Zion is any more than, than Jai as far as like you can market Zion more than you can market. But more people know who Zion. Mm-hmm. If you go to, which it's a little bit different now, but let's just for a second pretend the coronavirus did not exist and you went to a mall and you actually got people to answer your questions because most of the time you walk up, can I ask you a question? You're going to get the finger and they're going to keep walking. Pretty much. But let's just say you get people to answer and you're holding up a picture and not in Memphis, not in New Orleans. Let's say, let's say St. Louis. Okay. Let's say you're in St. Louis and you're at a mall and you're holding up a picture of Zion Williamson and a picture of Ja Morant. More people are going to recognize Zion. I, dude, I would bet anything in the world on that because in St. Zion, Louis. I don't know, man. There's a lot of Grizzlies people in St. Louis that I've seen. Man, now, I don't know if there's that. I mean, but I, I've known I, quite I'm a few. Saying, if you're a basketball fan, you know, you well, know who they are. Fair enough. You're looking at it like that. Fair enough. But you know, they're, they're I guess, kind of catering is the word I'm looking for to the casual fan. A more like somebody that keeps up with basketball, you're going to know who both of them are. And before long, you're going to know who both of them are anyway, even if you are a casual fan, if you don't already. But overall, there's going to be more people that know who Zion is because of the amount of exposure he had from the top recruit in high school and doing all this, you know, crazy dunks, like looking like a grown man playing against little boys in high school. And then he goes to a premier college in Duke and he's still getting all, you know, everything, all of the, you know, the limelight ESPN coverage, national coverage, you're getting all of it because you're playing at Duke for one of the greatest college coaches ever. And then now, you know, into the NBA, the number one pick, he's been getting it for a lot longer than Ja has. Not that Ja is any less deserving than Zion because he obviously for the year, he had a better year, but Zion has just been in the spotlight longer. And so that's why I think, you know, if I'm setting setting on a marketing team, I'm like, okay, this is going to be the futures edition. Who are we going to put on it? I'm going to look at the guys that's on the short list. And I'm going to be like, okay, this guy has been out here for a few years now, dating back to high school, getting this publicity as, a pair, as compared to Ja Morant, before he started posterizing people at Murray State, you didn't you didn't know who he was. You didn't. Select few knew who he was. Then, even when he was doing what he was doing at Murray, he didn't get near the amount of coverage that Zion did. You know, he started getting some, and you know, obviously around like the the Murray area and the, like the local news stations. I'm sure that he was getting a ton of hype. Because, hey, you know, this is a kid from Murray State, which is not a a giant, you know, it's not a powerhouse, not even close to a Duke caliber school. And you've got this kid jumping over people. 
it's just a it's a numbers thing, man. And I think overall, more casual people are gonna know who Zion is comparatively. Fair enough. They'd just be like, you know, are you gonna put Damian Lillard on the cover? Or are you gonna put Nikola Jokic? It's you know, Damian Lillard's more I right. Mean, more people know. Is. Like, if you ask me, who would I rather have to start my team around? I'm gonna take Jokic that's over exactly Lillard. What I would say, I, I would. I, I would that's, too. You know. I'm being honest. I would, too. I, love I don't know man. what Jokic is going to do in the playoffs yet. I've seen what Dame can do, and I know what kind of player he is. I feel bad but, for anybody that has to play those Nuggets this year. Well, if this coronavirus didn't happen, everything, the season went normal, Jokic was going to kill everybody because he was super pissed about last year that he missed those free throws to put them into the Western Conference Finals. So, yeah. yeah. It's a uh, – there's a lot of people feel, with fuel. I feel I, – I, I said that, and I said, you can quote me right now. I said, I feel bad for anybody that has to play them next year in the playoffs. And he, he shed some weight. He yeah, shed. He looks, he looks Yep, yep. Oh, all right, man. Gave you the, the Zion. You got yep. did, did you see Zion's chain? Chain? Yeah. No. He got a custom chain made. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to – I'm not going to tell Sam what it is. If you guys listened to the show last week, you know what it is. I'm gonna let Sam look. I've it up. been super busy with work, so <laughs> it's like I've literally missed out on everything. And I will let Sam give his reaction on the next podcast. So that's all we got for today. Thanks for listening, guys. You can find the show on Twitter at Hootball Grizz. I'm at Dwill Two One One One. Sam is. It is Sammy B. 1118 that's a capital s lowercase a m m y capital b 1118 until next time go grizz go grizz this has been a hoop bowl presentation